What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Kyle Burns, who's getting his master's degree in public relations while working for PepsiCo. They talk about what drew Kyle back into the classroom eight years after graduating college and what it was like to work for Pepsi during two Super Bowl campaigns. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rouse. She's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Chris Rouse. I am the dean of the school. And with us today is Kyle Burns. Kyle is a master's student in the public relations program. Kyle, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. First, let's go back a ways. You did not go to Quinnipiac as an undergrad. You went to Keene State. What did you major in there? That's right. I did my undergrad at Keene, which actually I was the graduating class of 2010, and we were the first to join that year the uh, University System of New Hampshire, UNH, the broader curriculum. So it was we were proud of that. Um, I did undergrad in communications as well. Always knew um, the focus of that because Keen was big on broadcasting and, and media, but I knew early on from uh, an inspirational uh, senior year high school teacher that I had that I wanted to do at the time it was mass communications, very different now, um, but really focus on PR and brand communications. So what was it about about PR and communications that uh, that you found interesting? Before I knew the actual practice of it, which I've learned at Quinnipiac now in the master's program, I just always knew that I loved um, representing an organization on the counseling side thought about law, but I, I always just loved what I thought was PR, you know, the hospitality of it, um, managing a brand, managing publicity. And then through my career from working at an agency in PR to now, you know, at PepsiCo and, and beyond, I've learned really what communications at large is and specifically the practice of PR, um, you know, from Arthur Page and learning about the page principles and the theory behind it and how we really partner to manage not only reputation, but ultimately stakeholder engagement. And today it's very different than, you know, the Jack Welch idea of, of shareholder first. It's very different today. So um, it's actually taken a love for an initial thought of what PR was, and it's actually grown through the program from strategies and tactics and, and the broader view of of counseling organizations and leaders um, and really broadening that enterprise role of the CCO. So it was that initial love of brand and then today really just being a, a corporate partner and managing reputation. So it's, it's amazing. I love it. So what was your first job out of college? First job out of college, which I, I still credit my success thus far in my career to is uh, was with enterprise. So uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, part of now today Enterprise Holdings is the largest car sharing company in the world. I was part of their management training program. So I came back to Connecticut from Keene. You know, my dad gave me wise advice of, hey, those loans are going to start in six months. You know, make sure you find something. I didn't really know what the right step was at that point. I, I knew I wanted to get some business experience outside of just communications. 
And I had a couple friends from school who had joined the management program there, and I read up on it, and their reputation was tremendous, Iraq Enterprise Rent-A-Cars. So uh, I joined up there six months after returning home and did the program for three years. And everything I learned from work ethic to business management, you know, managing a P&L, managing a staff, and really communicating with customers and consumers and your own team at the branch, it was amazing. You know, really that hard, you know, I was working 60 hours a week as a, as just out of undergrad, cleaning cars, learning how to sell strategically, learning how to market strategically. And it was really a team, team organization. So everything I've taken or every step I've had in my career since enterprise, I've leveraged those skills and that knowledge. So I credit them to tomorrow and back because everything they've done has made them that number one company. Just amazing. So you've spent the last four years at PepsiCo. What have you been doing there? Yeah, I've had um, some great uh, experiences, gained some critical, what we call critical experiences in different sub-functions of the broader PepsiCo family. So when I, I was at a PR agency based in Massachusetts, I had the Connecticut and Western Mass territory here remotely, was looking for a company where I could expand my communications knowledge and, and really represent a global brand uh, beyond just an agency experience. Um, so I, Pepsi had an opening here in the Hartford, Connecticut area. Uh, it was in the sales field sales division, which I thought was a, an unbelievable entry point for me to learn the business. I didn't know much about Pepsi other than the globe um, that they, you know, Michael Jackson and, and folks have represented them in the past. So joined in a field sales role, did that for about 15 months then got promoted up to corporate in New York, uh, where I commuted from where I am now in Vernon, uh, there for about two years doing sports marketing for the NFL. So PepsiCo is, uh, well, Pepsi, the, the blue brand, is the official sponsor of the National Football League. So from a soft drink perspective, that is. So I helped manage our league relationship, team relationships, and athlete uh, management from an endorsement perspective. So I did two Super Bowls in that role. 52 and 53. 52 was in uh, Minnesota. 53 was in uh, Atlanta, which was unique because that's Coke headquarters. So we had to turn a red city blue. Very humbling. Uh, that that role over those two years gave me great exposure to the C-suite, hosting executives, working with uh, some of the brightest talent in our business, and ultimately the NFL on both the league partnership side, team side, and working with a handful of athletes from Dak Prescott to Antonio Brown, various folks that we rep that represent our brand that we have deals with. And so PepsiCo in 20, early 2019 went through a reorg under the new CEO, Ramon LaGuardia, who replaced the long tenured uh, CEO, Indra Nui, upon her retirement. And Ramon switched up the business to do what we call now divisions. So specifically in the U.S. or in North America, he had split our business up now to, to the North, South, uh, Central, and West divisions. So we used to be very national messaging pushed down to all the old markets. And now we're very driven at a local level from a marketing and comms perspective. So we take local insights and make them across you know, division that ladder up to national messaging for PepsiCo, but ultimately we're very autonomous now in our operations. So I manage our food service business uh, from a mark customer marketing perspective, 
from Maine to the Great Lakes. And that's on our recreational side. So it's hotels, it's amusements, it's um, sports, uh, venue, entertainment, anything that we call out of home or away from home. If you're going to consume a PepsiCo beverage, that's my area of the business, which given the current events of uh, COVID have been, you know, the food service business as a whole is kind of on pause because people are not out and about. So we've redeployed our efforts right now to working against communications for 21 um, and just waiting to get back to business. But it's been great. I've been in this role since May of 2019. So about a year now in the division marketing role. So it's been great, great experience. So interesting side story for you. In 1996, during the uh, Olympics that were held in Atlanta, I covered Coca-Cola for the Atlanta Constitution. And uh, one of the stories that I ended up writing during the Olympics was, where was the convenience store, the store closest to Centennial Olympic Park that served Pepsi products? And what was the restaurant closest to an Olympic venue that served Pepsi products? And I ended up writing those stories. And were there a few that did sell them? Oh, yeah. There was a there was a Chinese restaurant really close to the tennis venue, like within 100 yards, 200 yards of it. I, I distinctly remember interviewing uh, the guy who, who ran that Chinese restaurant that was a, uh, a Pepsi uh, soda. Uh, oh, yeah, Pepsi Poor. Yeah, Pepsi Poor, we call it. I'll tell you, that experience in Atlanta was... It was remarkable to see how, I mean, literally where, you know, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where the Super Bowl was held, um, that entire area is like, they call it World of Coke. It's literally just red everywhere. And we came in and we had a really successful year. And, you know, our, our team, one of our teams who we sponsor was there and it all went well. Um, so it was fun. It was fun. So what made you decide to uh, to go and get a master's degree in public relations at Quinnipiac? Tell me about that. What, what, do you, what do you feel like you needed? Sure. Great question. I had been mulling over the fact of, you know, when and where to go to grad school for quite a bit. As I mentioned, I graduated Keene in 2010. So, um, you know, I was about eight years out of school when I decided to finally make the jump on something. And I had looked at actually Quinnipiac um, as an undergrad. So it was, a, you know, being from Connecticut, it was always a very prestigious, high reputation school. I just happened to decide that I wanted to go out of state to New England, uh, you know, kind of that all American New England feel. So when grad school came around, I was looking at UConn, I was looking at, of course, Quinnipiac, and ultimately I just decided on Quinnipiac first. I had looked at a couple different programs and really the master of science was attractive to me um, as my undergrad was in arts. So having more, uh, you know, having a program that was rooted also in business was how I didn't want to do the MBA because everyone is getting that. Um, and I know that I want to excel in communication specifically, you know, eventually being a CCO, which organization that is right now, I, I'm not sure, but eventually I know that hopefully I'll get there. So Quinnipiac's focus on the practice of PR and moreover strategic communications, which is huge. And going and meeting with professors like uh, Hillary Fusco early on was great. And then walking around the campus, beautiful. And I just wanted to be close to home. At the time I was still commuting to New York. So the online appeal was huge because I knew that I could not drive two hours each way and, and make it to campus. So 
a couple factors, reputation of the school at large, meeting with a couple program directors and professors of the program, kind of their shape around what the program would eventually become. And then just knowing that I wanted to be a PR counselor kind of for the rest of my career. And I just, the, the program was attractive. And then once I got in, I knew that I made the right decision, not only from the tenured instructors, um, the content that we're doing. I mean, it's so innovative from not only learning about the theory and practice of PR, but how it's embedded into everything um, really today. And as I mentioned, the stakeholder versus shareholder, there's no better time, I believe, to be a communicator than in 2020. And I just love the Bobcats. I love everything about QU as a Connecticut native. So the decision for me was pretty simple. So what do you feel like you're getting out of the program? Tell me about the classes you've been taking and how that's helping you in your career. Yeah, I'm actually uh, getting very close to, uh, I actually just submitted my case study for my last class here with Dr. Laskin. So I have one, I have investor relations left for an elective and then I'm on to my capstone. So I'll be completing, I was supposed to walk in seven days, but our commencement is, um, is of course postponed. So I'll be completing the program in 2020 and I have gotten out of it. You know, it's funny in, in business, I've, especially for a company like PepsiCo, we so often the terms marketing, advertising, and public relations are used interchangeably. And I don't think that that's of value to folks because they often get bucketed together and they're, they're so very different. So I really learned how we integrate the three functions from a creative standpoint. But really, you know, PR is so closely tied to legal. And I've learned that from my media and law, uh, media law class, how we counsel organizations on just navigating corporate strategy, making sure that the corporate communication function is embedded into every decision-making uh, or every decision that's made. And that's really us having a seat at the table now, which I've learned throughout the program we, we didn't always have. Um, and that's attributed to Arthur Page's success and things like that. So I really learned the not only the theory, but the practical application of it. And that PR is not just event management and hospitality, which when I was an undergrad, I thought it was. It really is that advice and that counsel role that goes hand in hand with, you know, say a general counsel and the CCO work across the C-suite to make sure that every decision that's made protects the reputation and protects the organization at large. So I'm really, really excited to be getting to the end. You know, it's going on two years, but I've loved it. I would not be able to progress without this, um, just from a knowledge perspective. And my passion's got even you know, my passion has grown for it. And I did also learn one more thing, um, to take an editorial approach in everything we do. You know, ultimately, we're storytellers at the end of the day. And whether it's in journalism side or on the PR side, yes, we're protecting reputation. And yes, we're guiding corporate strategy. But I believe that all the functions tie back to storytelling. And everything we do should have the right headline and should tie back to that overall alignment of strategy. So I credit Quinnipiac's program. I credit the professors and the direction really empowering students to debate topics, um, especially controversial ones, and and empower them to write about topics that they want to do and really just explore their own passion points. And so I think that's key to allowing people to grow throughout the program. So I've, I've really enjoyed my time. It's not over yet. I've still got um, some more hill left to climb, but I can see the end of the tunnel and I'm excited, you know? 
So if you were talking to somebody who was looking at getting uh, a master's degree in public relations at Quinnipiac, what would be like your elevator pitch? Yeah, uh, well, first thing I would say is the reputation speaks for itself. Quinnipiac, I've always, even before going there, to me, it had a it had an IV feel, you know, kind of like Trinity, these small CT schools that, you know, were not very far from Yale and Quinnipiac's had that reputation. So I think if you're considering schools, certainly in the state, you cannot ignore QU. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, if you do want to advance in the practice of public relations and make it to an executive level, or even just know that what you're doing has mission and purpose, then you need to understand the actual application of the practice itself and not just being a, a press agent. It's so much more than that today. You have to learn how to have difficult conversations with senior leadership and, and guide them accordingly, just as a, a general counsel does. And that I did not know that prior to the to the program. And third, I think that the rigor and the challenge does help you grow. Some things come easy to us all. Some things are, you know, when you're passionate about it, it makes it easy. But I will tell you, I've become, you know, I was out of school again for eight years prior to the program. Writing's always been a top skill of mine, but this program has not only reignited the passion of writing, but also sharpened it. Um, at a higher level. So at 31 years old, I just, I, I credit a lot to QU. I really do. All right, Kyle, we are out of time. Anything that you wanted to mention that I didn't ask about? Um, no, no, this is great. Thank you. I, I'm very happy to be on. And, and I think this is a, another piece of great content that frankly, since you've come aboard, the program has excelled. So thank you for doing a lot for us, kind of being an agent of change and really supporting the, the broad function of communications. And, you know, I plan to stay connected with the school um, as an alum and just very thankful. So continue the great work. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it. That was Chris Roush interviewing Kyle Burns, who's getting his master's degree in public relations while working for PepsiCo. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush. He's the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. Shows produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. All of our podcasts are available on all the major podcast apps. And definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. And if you have a story to share or something you want to talk about, or if you have any comments on our episodes, you can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. The address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Kevin Meiselman. He's a recent Quinnipiac graduate and he also hosts two podcasts. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.